This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. A scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes, translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 25. Welcome, welcome, connoisseurs. It is the connoisseurs of sport. I am the scout, as you well know. And we have the GM today. But today we're going to talk a little tennis. So we have our tennis GM in the house, who also <laughs> doubles as my brother and triples as the basketball GM. But again, today will be tennis, more specifically Australian Open talk. First slam of the year. What's up? GM. How's it going? You know, um, tennis GM is like a misnomer. It's funny to hear. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not. Um, it doesn't really fit. But, yeah, you but, know, it's it's your role in the show, right? So we'll just That's right. Yeah, we don't want I, the people to think we, you know, there's actual, we think there's a GM involved. Right. We do have to, <laughs> you know, make sure <laughs> that we don't come across as people don't know anything about sports. Right. right so, right. yeah, yeah. Obviously, but, and, you know, it's good to be here, and and I'll do my best to keep you in check. Keep me in check. <laughs> uh, I tell you, there's no love in the house. Uh. So, um, like I said, we're going to talk Australian Open 2016, Australian Open, the first slam of the year, the inaugural slam. Yeah, and, and just to let the people know, as we're recording, um, the the round of sixteen, yes, is going on. That bottom half of the draw, mm-hmm. um, Monfils is being Monfils. So. <laughs> Don't talk about my man like that. No, I, it, look, I'm being accurate. Look, yeah, we again, we have half of the quarterfinals. We're, we're in the in the in the bottom half here, and we're talking about why don't we just start with Mister Gaël Monfils? Okay, yeah, he's playing uh, Andre Kuznetsov right now. Right, and what, what's it looking like right now? Well, they split the first two sets, mm. um, and they're on serve in the third set right now. Uh, Moffies, everyone, if you don't know him, is uh, the crazy Frenchman <laughs> uh, who will scream and go five sets, uh, you know, almost every match. He loves it. Uh, if you're a fan of his, he will continuously break your heart. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree. He, you know, I, he's what I would right? like, before you get into it, Scott, what I would like from him uh-huh. is to get serious. Just yeah. for once, get serious. You know, it's interesting um, that you say that. Yeah. Why don't we talk about this theme before we even go into individuals of um, basically what it takes to be in that top that elite tier, and we're talking what maybe um, Andy Murray up. I'm thinking we're talking Andy Murray, Stan uh, Vavrinka, Brad Gilbert has me always calling him Wawrinka, but Vavrinka. Um, the I, then we get into the obvious, the Djokovic, the Federer, um, the Nadal, even though he's somewhat on the decline, I'll say, being kind. Um, yes. 
And and what, the reason I'm bringing this up is because we see guys like Morphe's, like you said, uh, Karios is another Australian, um, who I, I believe was beat by Thomas Burdich. Mm-hmm. Uh, round, fourth round, maybe, I believe. But um, third, third, probably. Third. These are guys that are very talented. Speaking of a guy like Karios and a guy like uh, Morphe's, it's just mm-hmm. mixed talent. I mean, Morphe's case, maybe one of if not the best pure athlete on tour yeah but they have moments or even <laughs> moments of being kind of maybe even windows of immaturity emotionally now let's putting together Kyrgios and Morphe's Kyrgios is on another planet that's true I don't want to throw Morphe's in with Kyrgios Kyrgios is another level of immaturity yeah that's that's spilling to off of the court whereas yes uh, you know, Morphe's it's 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 lapses mentally that happens with him. Right. Um, it, it's almost like he 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 like needs that to keep going. He courts that as a player. I just wish that for once he mm-hmm. would stop. And even when he's covered by the media, it's oh oh, there's Morphe's. He's going to give you an exciting match. You know, no one takes him seriously. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's another what, one. I'll yeah, but he's on a, I think even a level above Morphe's is Joe Willie kind of has that going yes. on. Yes. Well, yes, of course. He, yeah. And, and Songa, uh, was beaten by Nishikori mm-hmm. in the fourth round. Yeah. And that's a guy you look at, you look at Songa and the Nishikori mashup on, on a, a hard court that's playing, uh, more quickly, I think in the modern era or in the last couple of years at Australia, where you look at that and think Songa really should advanced there. I kind of look at it that way with the, the, mm-hmm. the massive surf. And Songa's a, a big guy, but he's not one of these guys that can't move like a uh, <laughs> a John Isner. I know like you know. a John, right? Like a John Isner. He's he's a, a uh, yes, really our good compatriot. Yes, mm-hmm. he's a really good athlete on top of it. So sometimes you look and say, "Well, what's going on?" But I think, and, and again, that levels to this. I'm glad you said that. Um, where there's Songa, who's really can hold his own with those top guys and maybe doesn't play the big points well or, yeah. or drops a game he shouldn't. He has, you know, his focus isn't there, but in a smaller dose. Whereas Malfeed, maybe it's a little larger dose. Yeah, and, Ma- and Ma- Kyrgios Ma- is just uh, a space cadet. Yeah, yes. Malfeed is a roller coaster ride. Uh, Kyrgios is nuts. <laughs> uh, and Songa, like you said, Songa, yeah, you would just hope that he could uh, keep his mental focus together just a little longer. Mm-hmm. Like, he has improved um, with that. But, like, uh, Nishikori took care of him rather easily. It was 4-2-4 four, and four in the fourth round, so. Yeah, and this is also extends, in his case, to shot selection, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some stuff, you'll see Sanga attempt to, to hit a winner from a place instead of going through the progression of the point. And, you know, it can get a little reckless. But I, I love Sanga. And that makes sense why he would lose to Nishikori, who's yes. so solid off the ground, patient, uh, gets the ball back. Um, you know, so that's not a good matchup for Sanga, who can be impatient. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it, now that you mentioned that, um, we can move that same theme, I believe. Yes. Or the theme is with who we talked about, um, the Jolly Green Giant and John Isner versus Ferrer. Uh, I believe Ferrer has historically given Isner a fits. And well, of course for, he has. For a similar reason, right? He's going to yeah. get the ball back, right? He's going to extend the point. Mm-hmm. And he's going to pressure you. 
right? He's right. not going to give you anything. You have to beat Ferrer. He's not going to drop his level. The focus is there. The fitness is 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 among the best on tour, if not the best. So yeah, um, and it has to be. You know, he's a small guy, right? right. So that's uh, uh, necessary for him. Now, the thing with John Isner, the question is going to be when they meet in this fourth round in a little while. Is he going to be able to be solid enough off of the ground to beat Ferrer? Because the serve is going to be there. Mm-hmm. But is he going to be solid enough off of the ground to win the match? Uh, right. And the other thing is, Ferrer is going to run him around. Yes, he is. And that's so true. You have fatigue and you have a patience issue, like you're saying, for Isner. So is he going to be, is he fit enough and is he going to be patient enough in certain? Uh, parts of the match to pull out the win. Right, exactly. I would tune for Ferrer all day in that, but I mean, that, again, that's why they play the mass matches. Um, moving down, in, in in that section as well, you have um, Andy Murray and, and Bernard Tomic. Mm-hmm. I always like to say Tomic for some reason, but... Right. Well, because <laughs> Tomic, typically Tomic. that ending would be Tomic. Is, yeah, Tomic. Uh, yeah right. but he wants Tomic. Um, yes, the Aussie. So this is going to be his home turf mm-hmm. uh, versus Murray. Uh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a bit of a uh, some subtext there with the Aussies not being too fond of their their countrymen. Uh, Tomic is another, <laughs> another uh, interesting uh, personality. He's had some incidents uh, going yeah. forward. So the Aussie. And you're talking here. about Tomic and Kyrgios. Right, right. Because yeah, they love Leighton Hewitt now. Yes, they love they love um, Rusty. Rusty, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> there's some. Um, they're not as supportive of Tomic, um, for what I understand. And also, he can be, I guess, somewhat negative during the match, which for some reason tennis play, tennis fans have an issue with that. I don't have one with that necessarily, but that all plays in as far as him hometown or hometown home country. I'm saying hometown. Um, home country, and can he get the crowd behind him to kind of ride that wave and, and maybe upset a guy who's a superior player um, in Andy Murray? So, yeah, and break through into the quarterfinals for the first mm-hmm. time because he's made it to the fourth round uh, at the Australian Open twice before. Right, right. So, uh, mo- uh, most recently last year. So, is he going to be able to break through? Tomic and, and beat Andy Murray. So, and Andy Murray is going to be a tough out, of course. Yeah, always. I mean, we know Andy Murray's game, right? Just the, probably the the king of the counter puncher right now. Mm-hmm. He's even developed to, I guess, play offense. And when I say play offense, I'm this is kind of somewhat ridiculous because he's a top what five player and has a slam. Or how many slams? Two slams. Two slams under his belt. So, I mean, you know, you're kind of nitpicking here. He's a top player, but he's still of that counter-puncher variety. Yeah, that's that's his... style. Right, that's his natural tendency. Now, he's Mm -hmm. been, uh, like you said, when he started winning. So, he won Wimbledon. He won um, U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. That was when he was being more aggressive at the right moment. So, it's about when are you going to counter-punch and when are you going to be aggressive so he's gotten much better at that of course and and that's what has led to him winning those two grand slams and being one of the best in the game and um, that was that was triggered by uh Boris Becker taking over for coach him was that Boris Becker that took him that took him um, I can't remember what's back let me look it up because I don't want to 
confirm Please. something that's right. Uh, not right. But yeah, it, it wasn't a notable coach though that got him to change his mind on that. Uh, so, and, and that was very important for him. Uh, but that's always the question is, you know, is he going to come in passive or not? And, and for his opponents, they hope he comes in passive. Right. <laughs> that's what you want. Uh, cause then it'll be easier to beat him. Um, but there's like a lot of these it's gonna happen to him. top yeah. players. It's that conversion yeah. from defense to offense. Mm-hmm. How quickly that thing happens, which mm-hmm. really puts people on their heels. I mean, you look. I mean, we talk about. I mean, right now the guy who's running through the tour. <laughs> so today, yeah, because remember, just you know, back, you know, remember Becker is Djokovic's coach. That's what I'm mixing yeah. up. Okay. It was right. it Becker, was Lendl. Lendl coached Lendl. him. Okay. Uh, from 2011 to 2014. Um, so keep that in mind. And right now, Moresmo and Moresmo's coaching him. I didn't know that Bjorkman coached him last year. That's what they have noted here. Okay, so right, because Yvonne Lindo, I remember now, kind of mm-hmm. bowed out um, of coaching Murray, but he had his success. Murray had his won his two slams under Lindo. That's right. So right. he won U.S. Open in 2012, Wimbledon in 2013. When Lindell was his coach. And yeah, that was the change. Um, so the question is, can he win without Lindell? Right. And yeah. then Lindell, I guess, was he able to coerce him into a more aggressive style? Not necessarily well, we know going he away was. from who he is, but also yeah. being aggressive enough to defeat those top guys. So, yeah. Um, yeah I, don't it, think, it, I don't think Tomic is going to beat Murray. I don't see it. No, don't see that happening. Uh, I think Murray's going to come out of this quarter. I tell you, Um, he's another guy that was a bit of a an emotional guy. Yes, he was, and still is. Right, but I think he's tamped that down enough. Yes, he. Yes, he's he's certainly tried. Right. (laughs) Well, right. But I think you know it can be when you're at that right on the cusp. It can be those kinds of things going back to maybe like a a Joe Wilfried Sanga who maybe you know a nudge in that area Mm -hmm. involved him because the talent's there. Exactly. um, Maybe is at least talent wise could be a semifinal kind of player in the in the slam. Right. And and, you know Murray will yell at his box. He's that guy. You know. (laughs) Like if I wouldn't be sitting at his box at all, you ain't yelling to me like that. So uh, you know, I watch you on the two, dude. Uh, But now the uh, last the last matchup right before we leave the 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 round of sixteen. One of my favorite guys, and I believe you know we we both are in agreement on uh, Stan, right? Stan the man, as they call him, which I can't stand, but <laughs> Vavrinka versus Milos Raonic, right? Yes, the Canadian, the Canadian. Yeah, yeah. It, it, just for all you basketball folks, he will be at the All Star Weekend, I believe. He stated he's very excited because yes, if <laughs> <laughs> All Star Game this year will be in Toronto. Uh-huh. He be there. I think he's actually doing one of those um, exhibitions they have. I, I believe. Oh, he's participating. Oh, yeah. He said he doesn't want to embarrass uh-huh. himself. He said he's <laughs> reached out to the D-League team for Toronto and all kinds of stuff. He wants help, uh, but he's a huge basketball fan, and he was really excited to talk about it, so I'm happy. But we all know that, Ron, that you need to think about what's going on now and, and the yes. steamroller that's coming your way in yes. a few uh, okay. in the form of Vavrinka. I can't say enough about the guy. I don't think he gets enough credit for what he is. You talking about Vavrinka here? Vavrinka, yes, is mm-hmm. just a, a weapon. Um, ground strokes are elite. 
Um, that's where he makes. That's where his, his, he makes his money, right? That backhand, especially that backhand, yes, is, is a thing of beauty. I think we talked about this a while back when we did the U.S. Open episode. When we were kind of you know doing the who you got backhand mm-hmm. live. Yeah, but it, it is just a monster shot. Um, you can hit it from anywhere. Um, uh, what can you say about the guy outside of it's not set enough? Because um, they don't include him. I think even a guy like Murray, who I think he is superior to. Murray gets that is in that discussion more. You think Vavrinka is better than Murray? I do. Yes, mm-hmm. I like him. His game better. Um, he has the two slams, right? He has a, the what last year's French he won. Last year's French, and then and he has the 2014 Australian, right? Which right. is interesting. And why is that interesting? Well, because of who he beat. Ah, yeah. Well, well, you're talking about Djokovic here. Yes, but remember, he beat Djokovic not only in the 2014 Australian Open. But also last year at the French Open in the mm. final. Mm-hmm. So right. it was earlier. It wasn't in the final in the 2014 Australian Open that he beat Djokovic. Uh, but yes, yeah, so the fourth it, round of that 2014 Open, I believe. Mm. The fourth round, you said? Yeah, and, and, and the thing, I, mean, I don't want to jump ahead because we'll get to um, Novak soon enough. But Novak was on, what, a, a, a three. He had won three in a row just to cover this a bit and, and build it in the stand story. Um, Novak had won three Australian Opens in a row. As we know, he has five in the Open era, which is the most yeah. Australian Opens. And Stan was able to eliminate right. him in 2014. So that's really tells you what kind of game uh, Vavrinka has. Where he's and and, and to, add that to, that, to add to that, um, Djokovic had four total. So it was three in a row, but he had four oh. Australian Opens total before Stan beat him in 2015. Uh, so, yeah, that that was huge. And, and again, he beat him last year at the French, the only yeah. uh, guy to take a slam away from Djokovic last year, much to Djokovic's chagrin. You That's know, the point, point, right? He won yeah. the other three. That's right. That's right. So the only thing standing in his way for the year, the, the year slam was, was Stan. That. The annual slam, I don't know what they call it, it was Stan, right? Right. That's that that says a lot. So I don't. I mean, hey, what more can you say there? Um. Now, again, the matchup between he he and Milos Raonic. Um. I don't want to sell Raonic short, but we're talking about a six five guy, hence the you know the basketball. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> call it the D leagues, but six five guy, big serve, big forehand. Those are his his major weapons. But he's relatively solid off of the ground, even on the backhand side. I think he's improved on that wing, and also he will um play the net game. He will, and he for a, a guy that size, he moves mm-hmm. rather well. Right, uh, his coordination is pretty good for a six-five player, and it's good to contrast him with John Isner, for instance. Mm-hmm. Isner needs to move more toward his direction um, if he wants to move up. I'm sure he would like that, but I don't know if he has <laughs> the talent. <laughs> now, now Isner, the thing is, Isner seated higher than Ronich. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, so he's doing better, and and I think Isner is doing better w- with those things. The question is, is it going to be consistent? Mm-hmm. And again, the staying power. Uh, right. If you have these people who really challenge you and keep you out there on the court, and we know that he is no stranger to five set matches. Oh, please don't bring it up. We talking about <laughs> was that Wimbledon? Numerous times, yeah. But Wimbledon, the longest match in history. Yes, please. Well, he's the king of tie breaks, right? 
of course, of course, because of, you know the serving and then the problems with returning the serve right. and staying in the point on other people's serves. So we're gonna see with Isner is he breaking through or not? I mean, for rare, this will be his a big test. I, this looks like a five set match to me. Uh, you think but, he can go five? Yeah, why not? He hasn't had one this tournament yet, Isner, so he's due. And um, but for Vavrinka Rodnich, I just think Vavrinka is going to be a bit too much. So do I. I really. agree. Yeah. But even looking at, I guess to, to wrap this up with the Isner versus Rodnich thing, I, I just believe, and even though he's seated higher, Rodnich has more game in the face of when he gets into the slams in the face of better talent, I think he has more dimensions where he can challenge some of the better guys. I mean, even looking at some of the results, quarterfinal last year in Australia, um, quarterfinal in the French in 2014, and also a semi in Wimbledon in 2014. So you're looking at a guy that can play big time tennis. So um, again, having said all that, I think Stan rolls. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, those are the matchups left in the round of 16. Um, everyone else is through to the quarterfinals, and we're talking about really the big guns here in Djokovic and Federer, right? Yes. Um, and Djokovic has Nishi Corey. He really played a, a sloppy match against Jill Simone. Well, let, let's discuss that for a sec. You want to talk about that? Djokovic and Jill Simone in the fourth round <laughs> with five sets. Mm-hmm. Um, Djokovic had 100. I'm gonna say it again: one zero zero unforced errors and one that match. Yeah, I said sloppy. Maybe that's understatement. That is remarkable. One hundred. He was yeah. the drop shot. He kept going to it. It wasn't working for the most part. Every now and then it would. But the thing is, we talked about Ferrer, that kind of player. Gil mm-hmm. Simone mm-hmm. is similar. He's. A, we talked about Andy Murray. Counter, he's a counterpuncher. Yeah, counterpuncher. Every now and then, Simone would go on offense. Just every a bullet. Well, that's his thing. He mixes it. He he'll surprise you. Yes, it's, it's surprising. Yeah, he'll surprise you with pace every now and then. Um, and I believe he's gone on record as saying that's his ace in the hole. Is that you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll hang in the point with you, and then boom, when I get a shot, I'm gonna take it. I believe his his forehand is stronger. Oh, am I mixing that up? Oh yeah, forehand. Yeah, he's a forehand guy. He's built his back up, backhand up. I know it was one or the other. Like most players, you're stronger on one wing. In order to turn yourself into a player who can get into the round of 16 in a slam, you build your other wing up so you're at least it's serviceable and you're not running around it all the time. Even though you, you know you get guys even around it, it's a guy who run around his backhand and hit the inside out forehand, and that's not a bad play all the time. But in this case with with Jill Simone, right, pure counter puncher. Um, so you have to factor that in when you talk about unforced errors because he's going to cause players to do that. Yeah. Now, you know, some people will say his backhand, backhand is uh, better than his forehand, but, uh, you know, oh, he's, strong, okay. he's strong either way. Um, I think one time in that match, he did run around the backhand to smoke a forehand. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's that kind of unpredictability that he, that he gives you. But right. I'll say this from Djokovic's perspective. Sometimes that's the thing that'll be the catalyst to you winning. You get a wake up call. The entire tournament, yes. Right. You get a wake up call. You you go through a grueling match, a tricky opponent. Mm-hmm. You go five sets, you pull it out. And and then the fifth set, because at the Australian Open there's no tie break in the fifth set. He did 
win that fifth set 6-3. Yes. Um, so there are things that you can pull from that, from Djokovic, where you could say it's a positive because he played his worst tennis against a quality opponent and, and still won. Uh, okay. Now he's seeing Nishikori, who's going to give him a similar, um, right? Some of the similarity. Now Nishikori is not going to counter punch as much. He's right. going to punch. Yeah, he's he's a yeah he's a, definitely a right. I'm not going to call him a counter puncher. No, he, he's definitely a step up from Joe Simone. But I think I think what you, everything you say is absolutely true. When Novak, you know, you you get that 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 really tough match that really gets your blood going, right? Right. Um, also builds your confidence, like you said. Yeah, and mentally for Novak in that match, because when you're playing Simone, you really gotta have variety, gotta mix things up. It's it's, it's a it was a lot going on for him, mm-hmm. and he you could see that, you know. Um, so we'll see. Who's the one on the court now for the Australian Open? Who's the 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 announcer on the court, you know, they come and and do the post game interview with the winner. Oh, you got I don't is know. that Courier? Is he doing the Australian? He might be, um, but whoever it is, you know, came out there and was making jokes uh, about <laughs> with Novak about that those drop shots. So oh, you know, they, they were, making fun of him. Yeah, they were going back and forth with that, which was uh, entertaining because you know both of them have mouths. Yes, we know Novak. Even yeah, it is Courier. Yeah, I, I thought I was right. Right now, Novak yeah. has gotten a lot better. Yeah, he used to be. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Before his, before the Novak Revolution, right? He got yeah. his health together when he just stopped uh, quitting matches. Uh, when he fixed his forehand, right? Right. Uh, yeah. And now, notably, his second serve, which was his remaining weakness, if we could find one. Right. He's beating yeah, that up. He has much more variety on his serve. Um, not only in terms of where he's going in the service box, but also in terms of speeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, both fast and slow. So right. that that uh, range has widened for him. So he's you know, he's a guy who just wants to keep winning. Um, yeah, he's at a point where everything's a weapon. Yeah, everything's a weapon. Right. I mean, Except he moves, for that drop shot. Right, Courier? Well, well, right. <laughs> well, his movement is Top to is elite. Oh, what? Well, yeah, probably one. If I mean, some may even say he's not the greatest player. Right. Yeah, yeah, in the sport uh, ever, some would probably may say I don't know. Right. Yeah, um, and, you know, it's just a guy who's in that. He's he's in that tier. Um, we're talking all time Hall of Fame style um, talent with um, Federer, uh, Nadal. Nadal. Yeah, right. I mean, because wait, what? How many, how many slams is this guy even on? 10. Djokovic. Had 10. 10. Right. And again, like we spoke, we spoke about this a little earlier. Three out of four last year. Yeah. Right. Lost in the final of the French. Right. So we're talking about an all time. And he won the year in tournament. Oh, did he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, he, it, it was the year of Djokovic. Because, you know, everybody talked about Serena mm-hmm. and her year last year. Mm-hmm. But there is an argument to be made that maybe he had an even better year than Serena's, which was a great year. Yes, of course. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah he uh, look. We'll, we're going to see what happens this year. We're going to see how much hunger he actually has. Is he going to have a similar year? Uh, because if he does, then look, Nadal, watch out because Nadal has fourteen Grand Slams. He yeah. has ten. And, and once he catches up to him, if that happens, then it's going to be well. Can he get to Federer seventeen? Right. I mean, he's uh, he's 28 years old, so he's 
in his prime. Um, doesn't play. Now, you look at a guy like we're talking about Nadal, who is 29 now, but you're starting to see some of the wear and tear on him. But again, that's a style of play um, issue where no Djokovic has a style of play that will endure. Hey, well, that's right. Right, where he won't have the, he won't start breaking down, I don't think, anytime soon. I mean, you look at Federer still playing at, at a yeah. level. And Federer um, is just a butterfly on the court. So, you yes. Know, he, He's he not grinding be, his joints. Right, he might be 50 out there, you know? <laughs> right. You look at Nadal, who, again, great all-time career. Like you said, 14 slams. What can you say? Uh, he's won well, on every circuit. say surface. that the bulk of them are French Opens. Well, you can, but he's won on every circuit. We used to, look. That's a joke. That's a joke. Full disclosure, we did, we did have that argument because, you know, we kind of, we don't like crowning people. We like to say, okay, let's see what he'll do. And he did build... The bulk of that resume is built on French Opens, but but he's done work. He's done the same work in slams on not the same work level of work, but he's won on every surface. Um, yes, he has. And the Wimbledon really shut me up when he, you know, when oh, he was yeah. able to turn that grass around coming off of the French and that kind of thing. Yes, so, yes. Pass off to to, to uh, Raphael, Rafa. Yes. Now the question here's a question for you before we move to this uh other quarterfinal matchup. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Rafa Nadal will win another Grand Slam in his career? No. Yeah, I I mean you gotta look at again, you gotta look at the wear and tear, the movement, um grinding out points deep even to the extreme grip and the, the extreme spin he puts on the ball. I mean you gotta everything think about, about fork, his game right? is everything hard. Is grind, 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 the yeah, joints. Everything about his game it, it yeah. wears on the body. Uh and he got a lot out of it. He um, did, I mean, hey. But look, we, great. you know, we saw this coming when yes. he came to the into the scene playing that way. We were like, How long is this gonna last? Now Considering that to get fourteen grand slams out of it is astonishing. Yeah, that's a, that's uh, essentially he outperformed what I thought. I didn't oh, think yeah. he would get double digit slams. Right, and because remember at the time it was like, oh, this is just a clay corner. Right. Um, yeah, and that's that's a, a nod or, or a nod to his competitiveness as well to make to to modify his serve at times to win on other surfaces and you know willing to do things necessary to tailor his game. Right, and to come closer to the baseline instead of yes, 15 right. feet behind it. Right, the movement closer yeah. in court, those sorts of things. Even finishing points at net sometimes when necessary. So, right. look, hats off to, to, to Rafa and his career. We, I just don't see it. I think you agree with me that he's going to break through again. I don't see it. Yeah, and he went out in the first round this year. I mean... He did. Now, granted, he got a, a, a wicked draw. <laughs> yes, in Verdasco. In Fernando Verdasco. A, a fellow look. countryman of his. Yes. They know each other very well. Yeah, has, um, has had his moments in his career where he's really been, I think he's been a top 15 player at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, he went out in the following round. Yeah, well, you know, the, yeah. that letdown, all of that, 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 Tedious match you have, the build up, etc. But what about Federer Birdie? Yeah, let's move on. Um, I mean, I, that's a win for Federer to me. I mean, Thomas Burdich, I don't think he has enough to beat Roger. Um, I think he has maximized his game. Mm-hmm. And he's Burdich another big has. guy. Yeah, but again, not. And I hate to continue to beat up on Mr. Isner here, but he's not of that mold. 
um, moves relatively well. Yeah, he's close to that way. Yes, yeah. yeah. But I think he's even a little more solid on, on, on both wings than Roundich, maybe. A little more balanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although Roundich, we, we discussed, is, is kind of heavy on the forehand. Yeah, yeah. Burdick, uh, definitely. Uh, of okay. those three, I, that's what they've been saying. Who cares? But of those three, he definitely moves the best. And he, and again, this is a guy who is an offensive baseliner. He's not a counter puncher. Obviously, a guy that size rarely is. Um, but his ground strokes, uh, not only does he have pace on them, but he's deadly accurate. So that's right. And a part of that is getting into position to hit those shots. It's, uh, right. And, you know, yeah. that's an important point. Yes. Um, tennis really, um, it's first and foremost played from the waist down. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. you would agree. I think it's yeah. really the waist down and the head is most important mm-hmm. um, as far as the the mental portion of the game and, and also getting in position. It's not just about your ground strokes. It's being able to get in position, set up, and be able to hit them. Whereas a guy, I mean, you look at Isner, great forehand, but <laughs> it doesn't move so well. Right, and that's going to, like you're saying and we're saying, it's going to affect the shots he can hit. Um, it's not just, you know, being running out for the ball, outstretched yeah. and trying to get that back, right. which someone like Simone is a wizard at, because that's his strength. He loves to be on the run. I mean, this man, it was ridiculous. Like, you hit it up <laughs> in the middle of the court, and he has trouble. You hit it out to the wings, and he's going to get it back at you and, right. you know, past you. Right. Uh, so it's more than that. It's really being having the right footwork to hit the appropriate shots. Um, but again, Isner's improving. He's still young. Yeah. We're, we're going to see. We're going to really watch this Ferrer match to see what happens there. But yeah, for, for, yeah, but for yeah, Burdick, yeah, but for Burdick, he's going up against Federer, who oh. is uh, it's just tough for for anybody uh, versus Federer, except for maybe Djokovic. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, again, Burdick, Burdick, um, again, consistent player, like we discussed. Um, I mean, he's a big guy, so he has to serve with him as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And his accuracy, he's he's not spraying the ball around. So that's important as well. Um, Now, his second serve is vulnerable to a degree. Mm -hmm. Okay. But at the same time, when you're that tall, if you have a second serve, you can put some spin on it. You're going to cause some problems with the ball jumping up on people. So having said all that, I don't think he has enough to upend Roger. Um, as I'm on a first name basis with him, <laughs> yeah, and you uh, know, Roger beat David Goffin or Goffin, depending on who you listen to. I'm not so familiar with him. Do you know? Um, you know, he really didn't have much to offer to Roger in that match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'll just tell you that he didn't have much. I mean, Roger beat him two one and four. Ooh. Yeah, it was not pretty. Um, so I mean, that match didn't even go two hours. So, okay. you know, he's nice and fresh, whereas uh, Burdick uh, had to beat Bautista Agu. Who is, right, who is a top 15 kind of, yeah, top 15 player, I believe. Yeah. Or was well, he's the point. 24th seed here, but that kind of talent. Right. Uh, you know, Feisty Spaniard there, they went five sets. Mm-hmm. So that's also not in uh, Tomas's favor. Right. So, so you, what we're saying is Djokovic makes it through to the semis to meet Roger. Yes. Right? And in the bottom half, we're saying Vavrinka makes it through to see Murray. 
Yes. That where you're going? Yeah. Uh, yes. So that's that's. So we, it's still true to form. That's one, much, two, three, and four. Right? Yeah. yeah. As far as the seating is concerned, and yeah, I, I don't see an alternative there outside of the you know something weird happening with a retirement or an injury. Right. Yeah, I think it'll go true to form to the end. Um, and are we gonna go? For, do we do we pull out our crystal balls on now, this? Now, see that that's tough. I, look. I mean, we, look, we are loath to do that here. Yeah, I hate doing it. Vavrinka, though, I'll say this about him. If he's on, he beats Murray. Done. Yes. Um, as far as Djokovic, Federer, Djokovic has been owning Federer lately. Yes, he has. I don't think Federer has enough now um, at his age. I don't either, especially with Djokovic. Um, I, I shouldn't even say at his age, because that's not fair to Djokovic. <laughs> it really isn't. I take that right. back. Um, I don't think he has enough right now. Um, and Djokovic's second, second serve is going to be interesting. Now, the question is because Roger is very smart. Mm-hmm. Is he going to steal anything from the Simone playbook? <laughs> okay, did he learn something new there? Go, mm, maybe I can. Have he been sabering at all? That's where I'm going next. Now, with the saber, the sneak attack by Roger, <laughs> which was unveiled to all of us. What was that? U.S. Open last year. It was U.S. last year, right? Or no, it was Wimbledon when he started it. Was it Wimbledon? It was Wimbledon. But I think it got it got in the newsreel in the U.S. Right? That's when they yeah, started it talking went crazy about in the U.S. Uh, he's been doing what I call the half saber. Okay. So he hasn't been going all the way in, but he's been sneaking a bit. <laughs> so I, we'll see if that continues or not. Um, but well, so, again, Rogers yeah. one of the, if not the most diverse, diverse tennis player in history. Of yeah, his, yeah, his dimensions. Of his game, I mean, he'll pull something out of anywhere. So you, you know, you you look at Roger, you say, okay, I'm going with Djokovic there, but who knows what he'll pull out of his back pocket? Mm-hmm. But I think even saying, even having said that, I think Novak handles whatever he throws at him. I just, I just do. Um, and do you think that Novak is, if he meets Vavrinka, hmm. who are you choosing there? Okay, I'll put it this way, and you know, we've had these discussions um, offline, whereas. When we look at a player, say like a Nishikori, and I look at Nishikori versus a Djokovic, and I say, okay, if Nishikori's playing his A game, can he hurt Djokovic playing his B? And I say no. It's kind of like that for me. Whereas, for instance, going all the way, all the way back to the Simone match, I mean, you, you would say Djokovic was playing, I mean, 104 errors. That's what, his C game? Maybe mm-hmm. worse. And he still wins. So when I look at tennis players and matchups, I say, can this guy hurt him with his game? Right? And when I look at Stan versus Djokovic, yes, Stan can hurt Djokovic. Oh, yeah, he's proven that. Stan, if Stan is on his A game, he can beat anyone. Anybody. Anyone. If he's on his B game, he gets kind of sketchy. But absolutely. Yeah, in B game, Stan is going to lose to Djokovic. Yes. And that's the that, right. You look at Djokovic. You say Djokovic could probably play his B game and win a slam. Yeah. Right. And even beat the top guys on yes. it. He'll find his way through a match. To, and Federer used to be like that too. Federer didn't have to be on. Right. Whereas now, again, Federer is on the tail end of his career. So now, you know, it's a little different. But these are guys where they don't have to be at their top level to win. They have a margin for error. Right. And that's why they are who they are. Now, again, you look at Stan, that that mean, that doesn't mean that Stan can't beat him. That means Stan just has a smaller margin for, for error. And mm-hmm. if Stan is on his A game 
absolutely he can beat Djokovic, and we've seen it. Yes. Yeah, I, you know, Stan's A-game, like you're saying, will beat the whole field. Yes, we'll beat anyone. Uh, I mean, well, maybe, let's say A-plus game. So we'll beat the whole field. Okay, so you mean, so I guess the question is, if he's playing his A-game and <laughs> Djokovic is also playing his A-game. Right. That's what you're saying. So then you say maybe Stan needs to play the best match of his life. And, yeah, yeah or if he's like on, which we've seen, mm-hmm. there's no answer for it. Uh, We're talking Djokovic. I'm talking Stan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, because he won't allow Djokovic into the match that way. True. Now, the differences in game again. Djokovic moves better, serves better. Um, ground strokes. That's where that that conversation comes in. Stan's backhand is maybe the best on tour, but. The gap between Stead's backhand and Djokovic's backhand is not great enough for really to, I think, tip the balance there. Um, Djokovic has a superior forehand, we agree. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, yeah. I, again, the movement's going to kill. Uh, you went, you chronicled the improvement of the second serve in a variety there. That is yeah. huge. So very important. Yeah. Right, so talent-wise, Djokovic still is a greater talent because he's an all-time talent. But again, Stan is no slouch in this case and can beat anyone. So that'll be interesting if he gets through Murray. Murray, which is a tall, is a tall order. I mean, Andy Murray's no slouch. Now I have him. Now if I had, you got a gun to my head and I have to make a prediction. Yes, I have Stan getting through that match. And really, if we, if I have to pull out my crystal ball, regrettably. I got Stan in the final, and I would go Djokovic in the final, but we'll see. Yeah, and yeah, we'll see. Uh, but you know, with those top four, anybody could win. Let's mm-hmm. let's uh, talk about the women. Let's not leave them out. No, we can't. No. Now you know, in the quarterfinals already, we have Serena, of course, versus Sharapova. Um, shocked. We have Radvanska versus uh, Carla Suarez Navarro. Okay. Uh, so that's the top half. Uh, Kerber just won a little earlier, so she's into the quarterfinals from the bottom half. Uh, Vika Azarenka plays Strakova in the fourth round. Kanta, who took out Venus in the first round, plays Makarova in the fourth round. And Madison Keys, our compatriot, right. plays Shang, the uh, Chinese woman. In the fourth round, right? They had it right, and that there was that whole interesting—I don't want to call it interesting episode—but there was a uh, an issue with Andy Murray's father-in-law. Oh, that was um, yes. So Andy Murray's father-in-law is right. um, Jankovic. Yankovic's coach, correct? Not, not Yankovic. Not her. Her countrywoman. Uh, yeah, you're talking about Madison Keys. Um, right. I was, I was building into that match because that was, that was that was going on in that match when Madison Keys broke through. Yeah, Madison. It's and Ivanovich. Ivanovich. I'm sorry. Right. Ivanovich. So Madison. I just wanted to mention that because it's been a story at the Australian Open. Yeah. So Madison Keys was playing Ivanovich. Ivanovich's coach is Andy Murray's father-in-law. There we um, go. And he collapsed. During the beginning of the second set of that Keys Ivanovich match, and of course they had to uh, postpone the play to get him medical care. He was in the hospital and all of that. Um, so, you know that did happen. 
Madison Keys did prevail after losing the first set. Actually, she's been doing that a lot in this tournament. Dropping off the first. Yeah. Uh, which will be a concern uh, going into the fourth round and, you know, and moving forward if she is uh, able to do that. Oh, Azarenka just won, which is no shock. Yeah, so I, I, so I, great. I, I don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah, so I have to break that down because that would have been just Vika's going to win. Um, so now Kanta, again, who beat Venus playing Makarova, I think is interesting because you would expect someone, even though Venus, of course, is, uh, has her health problems with her Sjongren's syndrome, etc., just to beat someone uh, of that pedigree and then mm-hmm. continue to move forward speaks volumes. And this it, this is not uh, some flash in the pan for her. She started uh, playing much better uh, and being someone to watch last year. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with her and Makarova there. I think that's going to be an interesting matchup because Kanta knows how to hit off the ground. She does. Yeah. She's no wimp. No. Um, and he hits with pace off both wings, I believe. That's right. Now, right. now Makarova made it to the semifinals at, last year at the Australian and the French. She, in the French, she was the fourth round last year. Um, semifinals U.S. Open in 2014. Okay. And Wimbledon quarterfinals in 2014. So, you know, that's going to be interesting. I think if Conta makes it through that match then she's really going to be someone to watch not only in the rest of this tournament, but also in the rest of the year. Um, you think this is kind of a springboard for her? I think like so. It, I think actually, it, yeah. Because I think if she makes it through that, then, I mean, seeded-wise, Madison Keys should beat Zhang. The thing with Madison Keys is going to be, we were talking about maturity, focus, yeah. that's the same mm-hmm. thing for her. Right. Um, so is she going to be level-headed enough long enough to pull it out. And my hope is that she stops dropping those first sets. That's not going to get you. Yeah, the margin for error when you, as you move along in the slam, obviously. Yeah. You just give a set away. Um, and also, again, when you get to this level, we, as we discussed before, you get to a point where it's about the big points a lot of times. Yes. When the focus comes in, you really have to play those well. So it, most of the time, when you get to this level, round of 16, quarterfinals, that's where you're going to lose your match or win it. Right. And you know what? I'll just say, let me just say, I, maybe it'll be Conta Keys. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, that is not going necessarily with the seeds, even though Keys should win. Makarova is seeded, whereas Conta is not. Is that a prediction, good sir? I just Let me just throw that out there. Now, don't come <laughs> for me if it doesn't happen. I just, I, that's what I'm feeling at the moment. Conta okay. versus Keys in the quarters. Uh, let's go up from there. Curva. Now, yeah, I want to discuss this one. You think, do you think Curva has a shot at Azarenka? Yes, she has a shot. Okay, I do because, too. I do too. Now, this is another thing where what game are we going to get out of Azarenka? Mm-hmm. If you get an A game, no, I think Azarenka wins. If not, which can happen with Azarenka, I think Kerber will win. Um, so for uh, they both had relatively easy fourth rounds. Yes. So that way, there's no difference. So I, I think it's I mean, either it's, it's you on two and four, and then yeah. Kerber is uh, four and in, in love. love. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, but it's on Azarenka's racket. Yes, she she has a, a higher ceiling as yeah. far as where she could take her game. So yes. 
and she, you know, she's a firecracker. Now, uh, Radvanska <laughs> versus Suarez Navarro. Uh, yeah, I would go see here Radvanska, even though Suarez Navarro can cause problems. Did you that that was an interesting match against Gavrilova? I've never seen her before, mm-hmm. and she's a character. She is a character, and you know, <laughs> and we know you, Scout. You love your one-handed backhand. Well, Navarro gives you that for days. He does. I do. I do. People have compared her to Justine Inna. Uh, that way, uh, now she is a Spanish woman, mm-hmm. so we have that kind of style of tennis coming in. But she's not a counter puncher. Right, I like her game. Obviously, the one-handed backhand is—I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, in this day, because you see so many two-handers, and it's just a, a, a beautiful shot. All, albeit, it it does—you can give a one-handed backhand some problems if you get the ball high and things like that. A la Rafa Nadal versus Roger Federer uh, with the spins. So, it, again, I like her game against Radvanska, though. I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's now, a tough sell. That's tough sledding for her, I, yeah. I think. Now, she, you know, she's been a quarterfinalist at the Australian before in 2009, so it's been a while. Mm. Uh, she wow. was a quarterfinalist at the French Open twice, 2008, 2014, and at the U.S. Open in 2013. Um, so she likes clay, of course. She likes hard courts as well. Mm-hmm. But this one, it it's tricky. It is tricky. Um, that's a toss-up. I'm not even going to call it. Um, yeah, now, it's a lot of variables in that. Yeah, it's, it's difficult. They both went three sets in the fourth round. Yes, they did. And, yeah. and as far as Navarro really laid an egg literally in the first set. Right. <laughs> they came back three and two against Javilova, So she, did, she wasn't awake in the first set. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they, they tapped her and said, oh, you're playing a match. And she woke up and... Right. Last two at three and two. Well, now for the heavyweight match of Serena. Uh, Yeah. Arapova. We know how this goes, don't we? Well, you know, everyone remembers Sharapova splashed onto the scene in Wimbledon years ago, won the whole thing. No one saw it coming, beat Serena in the final. Um, Since then, she's beaten Serena once more. Yeah. It's Uh, not been pretty. It's not. Is is the record like two and eighteen or something? Something like that. Yeah, it, that's it's, her record against Serena. It's really nasty. I mean, when Serena sees her, it, you know, all bets are off. Everyone get out of the way. Well, yeah, uh, you you have the theory that this beatdown um, is a product of that win at Wimbledon. Oh yes, of course, Serena. I, I, I'll <laughs> tell you this: Serena will tell you. Oh, I didn't know she she's gone on record. I don't know if she has. I look. I'm just telling you. You ask Serena about well, we it. Know, we know. We know how. Look, she she will always remember that Wimbledon. Yeah. Um, because it was a good lesson for her that right. you can't take anybody for granted. Um. So unfortunately for Sharapova, she's the poster child in Serena's bedroom for that. Okay. Uh, and right. they've had other things off the court, which we won't get into. So here it's pretty much for the women's field Serena's the one who dictates what happens yes if Serena's on if Serena wants to win she's going to um now we know she lost at US Open at the end of last year her coach and she have come out talking about how she was tired whatever um but that is even motivation I believe this year 
for her to win the Australian to start the year right. Um, and I just think that Sharapova is not going to get her third win. No, and, and it's just a bad style matchup, I believe, too, on top of it all. Because they're mean, similar. Yeah, I mean, Sharapova was going to overpower you if she's going to beat you, and um, ain't nobody overpowering Serena. And the problem is, because, because of that, because they have both power games, mm. it gets into who moves better, and Serena's just right. better. Far and away, right. Far yeah. away the and better Sharapova gets the yips, as they say, with her serves every now and then. Yep. Um, which can't be good. Now, I'm sure they will break each other back and forth. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I think Serena pulls it out and really, you've got to pick Serena to win. Uh, it's up to yeah. her. You uh, pick Serena to win until she doesn't. I mean, exactly. it's just that simple. You don't go yeah. against her and if you're, if you're, you know, going into the prognostication realm. <laughs> but let's end it here. I have a question for you. Yes. In regards to Serena and Djokovic. Mm-hmm. Do you think this year that either or both get a Grand Slam? Do the whole a Grand Slam? Yeah. You think they do a, a calendar year Grand Slam? Oh, you mean the, the annual, whatever you want to call it, calendar year Grand Slam? No. Mm-hmm. No. No, neither one. No. That's something that, if that's going to happen, that'll be remarkable and a surprise. I'm not uh, putting the money they down. Both won, they yeah. both won three out of four last right. year. And that's remarkable in and of itself, which shows you how difficult that is to do. But that's not something you can. It's similar to what we said about Serena, right? You, you bet on her until. Right. She loses. Well, in this case, I am not going out on the limb. <laughs> That's something that never happens or rarely happens is going to happen. So I'm going to say no on that. Um, what, what, the one thing I did want to say before we left is, um, just hats off to Djokovic for dominating this tournament. Um, yes. and I believe we did mention that in the uh, open era. In the open era, correct. Um, and, and the know, open era, just to, for people who don't know, this is when literally those major tournaments opened up to everyone. That's what they mean. Right. And professionals, yes, was really the key. Right. Uh, because be amateur events. Yeah. Because in 1968, that happened. Right. Like you said, Scout, before then, it was just amateur tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you hear that, when they say in the open era, that's what they mean. They mean this is when both amateurs and professionals could play those right. major tournaments. It's so, open and literal. You could just think of it that way. It's there open, you go. Open to everyone. Yes. And right. He's had, again, he's had the most in open era, five um, consecutive three in a row in the open era. So um, it just hats off to him. Since we're talking Australian Open and that's what's going on now, I think it's it, it's important to um, acknowledge him in that way. Um, yeah. And also just uh, one other dimension. He's one on... Uh, well, no, that's never mind. I was going to get into the surfaces, but we won't do that. That's not important. And just to update, um, right now, Malfees, Malfees is up two sets to one. I think we're on serve in the fourth. So that's right. We'll see how that goes. Um, Stan and Roundich have started first set, so we're in the middle of it. We're in the thick of it, folks. So, um, tennis GM, we've explained. That there's no GM in tennis. So, again, for anyone that tuned in late, don't hold that against us. We know. But is there anything else you have for the rest of this before we sign off here? No. No, that's good. You know, we've gotten it done. And I'm just looking forward to the rest of this year with tennis. Um, You know, everybody doesn't start well at the beginning of the year. Yes, that is absolutely true. You know, we... 
this isn't necessarily predictive for the rest of the year as far as the field is going. Um, but we'll see. You know, French Open comes next, which is when things get a little warmer in our hemisphere. Yes. Um, and, and we'll pick it up then for tennis. All right, folks. So I'm fresh out. Yeah, we're done. Yep. Okay. So we're going to sign off here and we will see you next time. Enjoy the matches. And we out. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at dailydynamic.com.